Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meets. This is the podcast where we bring you and famous people together and someone who's been bringing you and famous people together in a very different way. Uh, it's Dan. Dan is here. Hello, Sean. Thank you for having me back. Normally I bring you some incredible science guests, but I've got you someone from the world of, um, well, kind of surprise sport today. Surprise sport. Uh, essentially, this was a little bit different this week, which is going to be fun to listen to, uh, in that um, Dan surprised someone with a celebrity. So give us the backstory of this, Dan, because this sounds really lovely. Someone called William, 13 years old. Uh, his dad is unwell and he's been shielding for pretty much the whole time of lockdown for the last 18 months or so. Oh, wow. He's not really been able to go to school because... He can't catch anything because he can't pass it on to his dad. Uh, so a few weeks ago, it was the London Marathon, one of the most prestigious marathons in the world. And William wanted to run it, but he couldn't do it in London because he's shielding. So he ran it for his uh, he ran it in his back garden. No way. Yeah. 13 years old in his back garden. And his parents decorated the back garden kind of like London. <laughs> so you, when you do it... Properly, out in the city, you pass landmarks, you pass the Shard, the Cutty Sark, you run over Tower Bridge. And his parents had made all those things that he would pass at the at the right time. So at the start, he ran past the Cutty Sark boat, and then he went into Canary Wharf, and then they made him a little cut out Buckingham Palace as well. <laughs> this is so uh, good. And I, and I heard about this, and uh, I, I'm a bit of a runner myself, so I know how... <laughs> he drops in casually. Yeah, you know. Uh, I, I knew how hard that must have been for him. Uh, and I also knew that he loved his sport. And I thought, Williams had, had a hard old time of it, really, uh, being locked down for so long while we've been able to go out and about, uh, and his dad's unwell, so I wanted to really say thank you to him for raising such a lot of money and doing such an incredible thing and really going, I mean, the extra 26.2 miles. Uh, I know he loved rugby and I know that his favourite player is uh, is a scrum half who plays for Harlequins called Danny Kerr. He's played for England as well. He's And he's having an incredible season, by the way. He's really coming. He's one of the best players in the, in the Premiership. So I organised a call with William so he could tell me all about what he's, d- what he's done. And then, towards the end, I thought, wouldn't it be fantastic if we could surprise him with his favourite rugby player, Danny Kerr? Uh, and luckily, Danny said yes, and we managed to sort it out. I mean, I don't... I feel like that. I just want to find out what happens here, Dan, because I'm feeling like the moment when William spots that Danny's on the call is going to be a great one. So let's go straight to your chat with William, and also here from Danny Kerr. You're listening to Fun Kids, it's Dan, talking to someone that's just done something simply incredible. Something that I don't think many people would think about doing. His name is William. And William, tell everyone what you did on Sunday. I ran a marathon in my back garden. In your own back garden. So tell us about why you've done it quickly, because you've been doing a lot of running recently. Is that right? Yes, I'd done it for brain tumour research because last Christmas I found out that my dad had a brain tumour. Right, okay. So what? when you found that out about your dad, what made you start running? What, what was that about? It's quite a big thing to take on to run a lot throughout the year. Well, my teacher 
uh, told me to do something positive when I told him. So he said, try and find something you love to do. And I thought, I love running, so I might as well run a mile a day for a whole entire year. When you started running a mile a day for the whole year, how hard did it get or did it much easier? Or did it get much easier when you've been running for months and months and months? Was it just really easy on your legs then? Uh, there was days when it was hard. There was days when it was easy. If I did like a fast one, then it would get harder the next day. But it, was, it got a bit easier near the end, near it. And, and what have you learned about how well you can run through running over a year? Have you been eating much better? Do you feel really fit with everything else you do? Have you been much better at other sports? I've got much faster, I can say that. But it is hard, though, when you're doing it every day. What's the hardest part? It's when your legs just get really tired from running. Dev, is, is it just a mile a day you're doing? Do you get a bit excited and do a little bit more every now and then? It's mainly just a mile. Then you make the decision you're going to run the London Marathon and you're doing it in your back garden. That's a huge thing. What made you decide to do the marathon and not just, you know, 10 miles or 15 miles? Well, I did uh, do a half marathon in September. Then after that, I thought I might as well step up a bit and go for the full marathon. <laughs> it's quite a big thing. I was actually at the marathon on Sunday and I saw a lot of people like a bit older than you who were flagging. Uh, tell us about how you started it off. Uh, what were you feeling right before you put your first foot in front of the other and started running on Sunday? Well, it started off really well with a good pace, but then... I got much more tired near the end and then I started getting cramp and that. I can imagine. So you're running it in your back garden. Uh, how did you figure out how long 26.2 miles in your back garden would be? Uh, we used an app called Strava, what uh, tells you the mileage you've done and the pace you're going at. And it's a really good app to use. How many laps did you do of your garden? Tell us how, how you did it, how, what the actual run was like. It was 1,992 laps. Whoa, let's do that again. 1,192 laps. Yes. Le less about the pain in your legs, more about the pain in your head of, of counting that. How bored were you at what point? You know, when you're ticking over m lap 600, you must be really bored with the counting well we used the strava wrap so we didn't really have to count and then when all i could think about is how long it'd take me to get to the next landmark that's what i used what i was doing landmarks you were doing it in your back garden though how did you make it seem a bit more like london uh, because my mum made the landmarks uh, uh amazing uh, what what landmarks did, did did she make for you william uh, she did Tower Bridge, uh, Big Ben, Cutty Sark, and a load more. William, just tell us how you felt when you um, stepped over the finish line. I just felt, I felt really proud of myself. And that's the point when I reached £10,000 for branching research. And then after that, all I could think about was McDonald's. Uh, amazing. And, and you love other sports. Is that right? What other sports do you enjoy? I love playing rugby. Well, t tell us a bit more about your rugby career. Would you play for school? 
Uh, I play for Scotland. I play for a club called Chobham, and I only started there last season. I had to leave my other club because of COVID. So I joined them, and it it's been so great to meet new people, and they're so nice. Uh, with rugby, who do you support? I support Harlequins. How often do you get to see uh, the Quins? Well, I I normally go to every single game because me and my dad are season ticket holders there. So we get to see all the games, and we I just love going to the home ones. Uh, who is the who's the Quins scrum half? Who's like your player on the Quins? Danny Kerr. Oh, Danny Kerr. He um he's a bit of a legend, isn't he? He's played for England in his time. Yes, he has. Um, Mum, I think you've got something for for William. Uh, a, a little message that we'd like you to see. Yeah, hang on. I'll just get into my phone. Hey, Will, it's your good mate Danny here. I just want to say, mate, we are so inspired by what you've done to run a marathon in your back garden for great tumor research. What you've done is incredible. Uh, it's inspirational. And everyone at Harlequins is extremely proud of you, mate. We can't wait to have you down at the Stoops come watch your game. You can say well done in person. Well done, mate. Really proud of you. Wow. Look at the three ones. Hey, Will. This isn't a dream, is it? No, it's not a dream. Say hello to him. Hello, mate. Hi. How are you? You okay? Yeah. How's your body? It's tired. I bet your legs are sore, aren't they? Yes. Oh, mate, you are an absolute hero. You've inspired so many people, mate. I know you've got so many people who wanted to send you well done, but I just wanted to come on here and just say... You've inspired everyone at Harlequins, everyone around, everyone around the world, mate. What you've done and, and and how far you ran, I can't believe it. There's no way I could do a marathon, will, and you did it with those little legs. It's an incredible achievement, mate. And you're raising money and awareness for an unbelievable cause. And me and everybody at Quins is so proud of you. Thank you. That's all right. What are you do? How are you recovering? Have you had a massage, Mum? You need to massage those legs. Oh, do I? <laughs> I do an What's it like to hold the Caligo Premiership trophy? Yeah, that was it. It was special, mate. I missed it. It's like my old friend that I haven't seen for years. You know, it'd been it had been nine years since the last time uh, that I'd got my hands on it. So then it made it even more special to get my hands on it again. Uh, and so much so that I took it home and I slept with it one night. Slept next to me. Um, because my son, my son was the same as you. He was, he just really wanted to hold the trophy. So I promised him that if we did it, I'd bring it home and he could have it in his bedroom for the night. So yeah, it slept in his bedroom one night. But no, it's, it's special because it means, it means a lot to me. Uh, Danny, William is a, is a scrum half just like you. We were talking earlier about he really wants to be a, a professional rugby player like yourself when he grows up. Have you just got any tips about how he can go from being an incredible 13-year-old to being an incredible 30-year-old? For me, Will, the main thing is that you keep enjoying it. You have to enjoy it. You have to love doing what you're doing. Obviously, obviously you've got to work hard. That's the key thing. And as a scrum half, we get judged on our passing and our kicking a lot. So don't go out and do hours and hours of practice because you won't enjoy it what I really like doing and I'd still do it now is to do it little and often so little bits of skills here and there if you go out and you do 20 or 30 passes rather than two or 300 I think and you make it fun um, and the main thing is 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 that enjoyment factor I 
picked up a rugby ball when I was five because I love doing it. Uh, and luckily for me, I'm 34. I could just about still pick it up and uh, and run around with it, but I still really enjoy it. Um, so the main thing for me is have fun, work hard, uh, and back yourself. Definitely back yourself when you're on the pitch. Uh, William, have you got any tips for for Danny if he wants to run 26 miles in his back garden? <laughs> Take it easy. Do not sprint. Yeah, that's a very, very good point. Yeah, no, I wouldn't last two minutes, mate. I honestly, I wouldn't. That's why it's so incredible what you did. And to do it in your garden. And I saw all the little um, things that you'd made of the different places in London. That was so cool. So no, we're, uh, we're, we're so proud of you, mate. You've done something incredible. Amazing. Um, well, Danny, thank you so much for um, thank you so much for popping on, uh, William. I hope that as um, you've made an incredible weekend, I hope that's made it a little bit better, right? Yes. <laughs> and Will, we're gonna we're gonna sort out a time where you can come to the stoop and watch us play, but also hopefully we can get you down to the training ground. You can come and watch us on the pitch side, and then meet all the boys, and we can throw a ball around after. So yeah, we're gonna make that happen when when we can. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get another signed shirt. <laughs> yep, yep, you can do that. We can get your signed shirt as well. We can do all that. But yeah, you can come and throw a ball around with us and I can I can see your scrum half skills. You can teach me a few things. Yeah, <laughs> thank awesome. you. Perfect. But well done, mate. Really proud of you. Well done. Thank you so much. Dan, you created some magic. Excellent work, you little wizard, you. <laughs> well, thank you very much. It's so amazing to use the power that we have not that there's loads of power involved <laughs> I, I get the free a uh, free lego set every now and then but it is nice it's to just kind using of... the connections isn't it it's, yeah it's, it's being it's... able to get people who are doing excellent things in touch with people who they'd like to see it's just so brilliant that we can make this happen and the look on william's face which you can see, by the way, because we, we videoed this and we recorded it. It's over at funkidslive.com. The look on his face when we kind of double surprised him. We gave him this <laughs> video with Danny Care and he thought that that was the big surprise. And then he looks up and the guy that he's just seen, his absolute sporting idol, is there on the screen. And he can uh, you can talk to him and also not just talk to him, but he, he offered him the chance to come down to Quinn's training when he can as well. That's so awesome, isn't it? I reckon if you if you've been if your heart has been warmed by this tale as mine definitely has, definitely go and check out the video as well, which will be on our website, funkidslive.com. Well done, Dan, for sorting that out. No, please. It's always fun to do it, and, I, and I'll be back to talking to uh, to scientists about <laughs> ridiculous stuff they're doing in space shortly, no doubt. Excellent stuff. And if you want to hear from more interesting people, make sure you smash that subscribe button or the follow button or whatever button makes your podcast device of choice. Gobble up these episodes and save them for you to listen to. (laughs) (laughs) Just, you know, why haven't we worked out a simpler way to say this yet? Broadcasters, come on. Just follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. (laughs) There you go. Just that. Do that. Do that, please. Uh, And we'll be back next week. All right. I'm James Stewart, and in Saving Planet Earth, I'm going to be joined by some of the world's top scientists to introduce you to some of the weird and wonderful ideas being trialled to try and save our planet. Led, of course, by your questions. 
Hi James, I know that climate change is affecting our oceans. Is there anything that's being done to look after it? And one of the solutions involves dolphin poo. <laughs> this is Saving Planet Earth. Available wherever you get your podcasts.